Welcome to the Ether. Today is Thursday, September 15th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Cosmoverse hosts What's Going On at Evmos with Federico Colmer. Let's take a listen. Good morning, good morning, good morning, and Buenos Dias from Medellin, Colombia. Um, in Colombia, it's 9 a.m. in the morning, and uh, so happy that so many people are joining us today to talk about um, one of our big partners, about FMOS. There are a lot of exciting things that are going on at FMOS. Um, but before we do that, we still have to wait for Federico to join us. Uh, I just sent him on, on Telegram, but here, here he is. Here he is. Um, I just invite him as a speaker as well and in the meantime crypto Cito, how are you doing what's up what's up good morning everybody hello hello um everything is good we're just a week and a few days away what is it nine days from customers it's crazy how how fast the time went in the past few months but um yeah everything is on track still got a couple of meetings to figure figure some details out but um yeah, I'm really excited. I think in the coming days, the first cosmonauts are arriving here in Medellin. So, yeah, I'm excited. I think we're going to fill the city up in the next two or three weeks with cosmonauts and have a really, really cool time. So, I'm pumped. Hey, hey guys. Hey, guys. Sorry. I was, uh, I saw the invite. didn't read the, the title. And so, I, I, I jumped into the Google Meet and I was waiting there. And then I, oh, Twitter space. Damn. Um, <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, no problem, no problem. Here we are. You made it. Yeah. Um, I know uh, Yuri prepared a lot of questions, and I have to run in a, a couple minutes. I can't stay that long. Yeah. <clears throat> but I wanted to start off with you, um, because we just had a, a monumental event overnight. I mean, I just woke up this morning, and I I, I didn't stay up overnight for the merge, but. Um, I just wanted to, I, I was just praying before I opened CoinGecko to see, did anything big happen? Did anything break? Did anything go wrong? Yeah. It seems like anything went smooth. Um, and I'm curious to hear your thoughts about the merge. What do you think about Ethereum from here on? I mean, this is quite a big event for the entire crypto market, right? Yeah. I mean, to be honest, this is huge. Um, the the uh, transition from proof of work to proof of stake has been in the uh ethereum forum since early 2017 or so i remember when i first started like oh yeah Ethereum wants to transition to proof of stake but in the meantime there's this like library that uh, cosmos is uh starting to build called called etherment and that never <laughs> never ended up shipping and so like we we uh we ended up um taking the pieces from that project and and uh, finishing the, the entire project and rebranding to Evmos. And so um, 
So yeah, I've been. Uh, I mean, the this entire transition, I think, is going to be huge in terms of um, new possibilities for decentralized applications. Um, the same way that we aim to do so with um, with Evmos, allowing smart contracts and applications in general to interact directly with proof of stake logic, and um, and also great for the environment, to be honest. Uh, I think I saw a tweet uh, earlier today saying that 0.2% um, of the uh, world total uh, energy. I haven't fact-checked this. I, I could be totally wrong, so please your, do your own research. Um, it's going to be that 0.2% uh, is going to be saved from, 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 from just this transition to proof of of stake. Um, I'm really excited because, like, finally, uh, the Ethereum, the Ethereum world um, is kind of, or like the, the entire blockchain space is like um, migrating to to kind of like the same technology. I uh, think like proof of proof of work is kind of like all the chains that are in proof of work are slowly transitioning uh, to uh, to more efficient. Uh, consensus algorithms. Like, do you, do you think Bitcoin would ever transition, or do you think no. there will be only chain that will ever always? Yeah, I think I think you know, like Bitcoin and early and early Bitcoin ports are still going to be um, proof of work. I'm not sure. I mean, you need to change the entire community, like entire bitcoin community to do that and i think that to change your culture is harder than actually making the change in terms of uh, engineering work um and that's why i think it's not going to be possible at least in for me in the foreseeable future but i might be wrong and, and you as uh, if you see for example cars they're already like uh Past the discussions to transition to uh, proof of stake. There's even discussions about like moving directly to Cosmos. I think it will, it will be huge if Zcash like was implemented as a privacy preserving app chain on 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 Cosmos. Uh, that will, I think that will be huge for the ecosystem, especially for for the IBC ecosystem that we're trying to push forward. Yeah, and, and I think there's already some exciting stuff going on between like basically bringing Bitcoin onto Cosmos, right? We've seen Nomic. Um, I just also had a really good interview with uh, Saki and uh, uh, David from Babylon Chain. I think that's also a very interesting project where they use checkpointing to Bitcoin to enhance the security of Cosmos zones. So basically to add another utility layer to, to Bitcoin's security. Um, and, and basically leverage that for other networks as well. Um, I think it's still it's still early for that, but um, I think, yeah, Babylon Chain and, and Saki and, and David, they're onto something there. So excited to hear more also um, at Cosmoverse. But I'm just curious also, and then I'll, I'll give it back to Yuri, because um, <clears throat> I've seen some some comments on, on Twitter. They say, hey, now that you know Ethereum is transitioning to, to proof of stake and um, this is all happening, what if they then implement IBC? Wouldn't that make FMOS obsolete? So <laughs> can you maybe explain a little bit um, from your perspective or maybe compare 
the, the end game for FMOS um, compared to, to Ethereum? And how do you think um, FMOS is kind of like having, a, a, I don't know, an, an edge right now? Or, or maybe it's even going in a completely different direction. What, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so um, as you probably know, uh, we are an EVM compatible chain on Cosmos. That means that we, are, we have a, an IVC enabled EVM. Um, this allows uh, ERC20s to be transferred via IVC to other chains in the ecosystem and vice versa, like uh, assets like, for example, Atom, Osmosis, uh, Accelerate tokens, I think, uh, and Gravity tokens, uh, Juno, Region, have all been already registered as ERC20. So you can you can use those tokens directly on the EVM and on decentralized application. And the the goal here is to enable new possibilities for decentralized applications in a way that wasn't possible before. So if you start thinking about like the possibilities that you have, if you have an EVM with uh, these money Legos, as as we call them, like the decentralized applications that allow you to build on top of each other, and you plug in IVC, you plug in other um, other networks that can start interacting with decentralized applications. Um, that's huge, and then you have also the possibility of expanding the use cases of these applications. For example, um, having Imagine having a Cosmos Hub or Sommelier or Region interacting directly with smart contracts. A great example uh, could be, for example, Region eco credits uh, that can be made available on the Evmos EVM, and then like you can start trading eco credits or have like a whole uh, amazing regenerative finance ecosystem on Evmos that is directly connected via IVC with Region, uh, and Region can serve as this like. Uh, refi hub but also like serving as this sort of like marketplace and then you have like uh, applications on Evmos interacting with with region and vice versa and sommelier also um you can interact with ave or other um DeFi projects on Evmos and then instead of using gravity bridge to directly bridge to ethereum that takes a longer time to settle um you can use directly ivc with uh, some applications on Evmos, and that's huge for their end users because then you have um, a lower latency. You basically are saving a lot of time for the for the users and a lot of fees uh, for the end users that are want to to use the same um, user experience, so to say. And yeah, that's kind of like what we're looking for, like expanding the possibilities for applications and users on, on Evmos. And then I guess and going back to Ethereum right now, uh, Ethereum has been slowly transitioning into proof of stake. Uh, the Ethereum community has been pushing for a roadmap, which is um, heavily, um, re yeah, it's relying more on rollups. Um, and um, rollups that have like different uh, implementations. It could be like optimistic rollups or CK rollups uh, that settle on Ethereum as a scalability mechanism. Whereas like we are Cosmos first in the in the vision that we have like application specific blockchain um, that are sovereign 
but are at the same time interacting with each other via IBC. That's kind of like if you if you start thinking about it, it's like the vision we share the vision uh, of sovereignty and interoperability in the same way that Cosmos initially had, uh, and Evmos is a general purpose um, EVM on on uh, Cosmos that allows these applications to interoperate. Yeah, that's. Um, I think this is very important to mention also with the rollups because this is also a huge misconception. Um, just because the merge happened doesn't mean that um, gas fees on Ethereum go to <laughs> go to zero, for example, as well. Go to zero. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so it will be like still pretty pretty expensive to use Ethereum um, also in the next couple of years, like on the main chain. But like um, on the rollups, um, this is another discussion. But uh, but I wanted to ask you because you mentioned um, the applications built on top of uh, FMOS and the developments there. I think this is um, a very um, crucial part of the discussion right now because sadly we also saw some um, bad impacts from the Nomad um, exploit mm -hmm. uh, recently and um, I remember that a lot of um, a lot of debts lost a lot of liquidity such as Diffusion and Kinesis and I also see what's paid from um, from Earnmos in the crowd so um, what is uh, what is going uh, now on there in regards of I don't know, incentivizing more liquidity. So in order to bring back the liquidity that has been lost during the the exploit and um, at which bridging solutions are you looking at right now? So what is going on there? Yeah, with regard to bridging, um, we uh, I think we announced this in due time, but we're taking more, um, we're taking a more generalized approach to with regard to bridges. So for example, um, we're not working with a canonical bridge anymore, and all these bridges. We're we're to, we're talking to to all of them that have been deployed, um, but they are working more uh, specifically with applications. So, for example, I think Seller um, is already working with um, Diffusion, and trying to get some like incentives on top of. Uh, some pools that they have on Diffusion. And the same goes for, I think, Axelar, who is working with Kinesis, I think, or, or, or other chains in the space. And then we're going to start seeing more, uh, in, in terms of re, uh, to create fungibility between all these different assets that are transferred through different uh, bridges, uh, most likely they're going to be like stable stable coin pools or like stable pools that are using the same denomination but that have been bridged using different mechanisms uh, so that you can trade uh, between i think okay um i'm just i'm just not too sure if um if um, if you got interrupted or not um but he dropped um, yeah dropped you, for me as well can you hear me now you're back yeah yeah sorry i got i got a call so i'm good um uh yeah so the what we're seeing now is like bridges working directly with applications and then uh, probably kinesis or other stable stable swaps um are going to start acting as a as a mechanism to to have the fungibility between those okay so just so that i understand it right so in the uh, when you launched you had like nomad as a exactly. bridge so to say and now we're like and not Okay. Taking more neutral. And now approach. you're moving about. Yeah, we're taking a more neutral approach on having applications um, work directly with bridges. 
Yeah, that's uh, actually a very cool idea. Uh, I mean, this um, makes um, this makes the whole ecosystem more anti-fragile. Yeah, it's more recent um, at the moment, and there is like the Evmos community and governance uh, are working more specifically with uh, with like trying to work with liquidity incentives and whatnot. But it's all done by the um, by the applications and the community, and we're not. You know, like, I guess, like the most four team is not taking a a stance regarding like which are the obligations, and that's done mostly on the community on a community level instead of from from a more uh, core team. Yeah, I think this is uh, definitely the right uh, right approach. Um, because if we have learned one thing from bridge uh, from bridges, is like never rely on one. Um, so I, I'm, I'm really a fan of this that um, basically the applications, so to say, take care of their bridging solutions by themselves. Um, but talking about, speaking of interoperability, um, so um, what became very clear after FMOS launched was this huge challenge with supporting two different key types. So the 0x key type from the EVM world and um, the Cosmos key type. So you're supporting two different key types. And um, users are using, for example, MetaMask and um, and Kepler. Um, but um, still, I mean, um, it would be like super cool to just use like one wallet, also from a user experience point of view. So, is this something that every EVM would struggle with? So, let's say one uh, rollup would enable IBC now. Uh, would they basically run into the same problem with um, supporting two different key types in regards of um, IBC? Or is there something that you are developing right now in order to have like a more smoother experience that the user do not even recognizes which key type he uses right now? Yeah, I mean, right now, the, the, it's it's more like a strategic decision. Um what we are working on right now together with Kepler is to, um, I mean, the, the PR has already been merged. Um, I'm not sure it has, if it has been released, but what we're doing right now is that Kepler will be able to support Ethereum transactions. So you'll be able to use Kepler with Ledger um, directly and use AVM. So those are the two main things. Use Ledger with the new key type uh, by connecting instead of Instead to instead of using like a Cosmos um, application, you'll use Ethereum applications um, on Ledger, and and you will be able to use ABM um, by signing transactions with with Kepler. And uh, and then like you already have, we already have support for the for MetaMask to sign for MetaMask and also Wallet Connect because we support. Uh, we recently added support for Wallet Connect on on the dashboard um, to sign uh, like all the Cosmos transactions with um, standard on Ethereum called EIP seven twelve. So you can sign Cosmos transaction with all the EVM compatible wallets for the people that are more familiar with the EVM side of things, and then for the Cosmos native folks out there will be able to they will be able to use uh, Kepler on with Ledger and uh, sign all the like EVM transactions. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty massive actually. And is this something because you talked about um, your developments at Kepler? Uh, yeah, would this be something that would just only work for FMOS, or would this be like 
kind of a standard that would be established so that I mentioned it that let's say um, let's say I don't know Phantom would enable um, IBC um, would they need to fix this again individually on Kepler or would you be like kind of the pioneer that uh, would have facilitated this um, approach significantly? So we we made all the contributions ourselves. Um, when we started talking to the to the Kepler team, they said like they didn't have enough capacity, um, but they will like receive contributions. So we said like okay, well we're gonna like push some PRs to the open source code code they had, and um, after some times we were able to merge them. Um, and re with regards to like which networks would they support um i think we we put like the signing mechanism and all that stuff but it's mostly the kepler team the ones that decide um which networks they support um so in a way to answer more specifically your question it would be able like these new chains will be able to support the same mechanism for signing using kepler and ledger Plus, uh, and and using like the EVM directly with Kepler, but it will be up to the to the Kepler team to to add them to the interface, so to say. Okay, that's actually that's actually pretty pretty massive. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think you're like pioneering you're pioneering um, a pretty important important way here because yeah. right now it's like <laughs> it, it feels like um, it feels like very complicated to. Um, to basically combine the EVM world and um, the Cosmos world, so I think. Um, so, is there a roadmap uh, for this already, or is it still solely depending on 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 Kepler? So, um, I'm not sure when Kepler has their next release plan, or if they're adding it to the upcoming release or or afterwards. Um, so, I'm <laughs> honestly I don't know the answer for for that because I don't know the the release cycle that they have at the moment. But the PR last time I checked had had been merged. Um, maybe they're running additional. Um, but uh, yeah, we 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 don't know when they will be able to to release that. But the PR has been merged. I see. I see. Um, yeah, I think uh, Cito, you mentioned uh, you have to run at some point. Um, is there maybe something uh, you want to um, ask as well? Um, yeah, I mean, what's going on with the price? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, I have to run. Actually, yeah, we have a meeting at the at the conference venue. Um, but yeah, this is really cool. I think you're also asking really good questions, um, fundamental questions. Um, I hope also later you can share a little bit of alpha on what you guys are doing at Cosmoverse because you also have um, workshops. You have a lot of cool stuff that you do around also. Um, also get everybody a chance to meet. I see also Jack is in the house. Uh, if he wants to join later, also maybe feel free to get on stage. And Sifa is in the house, Dexito, Brown Bro. Um, final question, as always, I have to ask this. Um, Fede, what is anything that you can share with us that's alpha, that's like, man, this is so cool that we're working on right now. Um, is there anything that's about to be announced that you can share with us already? Um, there, there are a lot of cool stuff that we're doing on the EVM layer. Um, the, I think the, the thing that is most like more exciting to me is that we are adding functionality for 
um, all the IBC tokens to be directly represented on on the EVM upon arrival. So you don't need to do like manual conversions or whatever, and that will be that will be huge for the adoption of all the Cosmos coins on on the Atmos EVM, and they can be used to like for example, you can pay uh, for for NFTs using Atom or whatever. Uh, that's that's one initiative that we're working on at the moment, and the other one that I that I shared some uh, some hints in the past was like liquid staking. Um, we want to enable liquid staking not only from like a security point of view to maximize the security of the network, but also to have additional TVL that can be used on the different applications. But what's more is um, we want these applications to not only use these liquid staking tokens, but uh, also be able to stake themselves. So for example, uh, I could see, uh, and, and I think this is like a cool startup idea if someone wants to do this, um, if someone wants to create like a validator index, um, so to say, on on Avmos, and they can say like, oh, this is like index of uh, validators that have like eco-friendly setup or validators that have, uh, I don't know, are running relayers or validators that are also on the Cosmos hub, whatever. And so like you could have like different indexes or like sets of validators uh, where you don't need to manage the entire um, delegation, but the application is kind of doing it for you. And those those applications will be able to stake themselves and get like the liquid Evmos tokens. And so like enabling those uh, sort of like functionalities, I think is gonna be huge for the new um, the new applications that are to be deployed on Admos in the future. Yeah, I think liquid staking is definitely a big one. We can see with yeah. with uh, Stride also basically proving that there's strong product market fit for it. I think that was one of the fastest growing pools on Osmosis ever. Um, but yeah, we got Jack in the house. Jack, how are you, my man? Thank you. Just, just, wanted to, just wanted to jump up and say, hey, Fetty, hey, CryptoCito. How's it going, guys? Um, how's, uh, how's breakfast? How's breakfast? Uh, well, it's just coffee right now. Oh, okay. um, still still kind of bleary. But uh, yeah, it's it's going well. Um, awesome to hear all the Evmos updates, Fetty. Sounds like you guys are rocking it. Yeah, yeah. And um, we will be able to share those with the community in, in Medellin in, in a few weeks from now. A week, a week and a half. Yeah, it's crazy. Just a week and a half. I mean... It's... Do you want? Do, by the way, do you want me to do my my talk in Spanish for the Spanish community, or like? Uh, actually, you, I mean, it's up to you. It's your so, call. So, so you should definitely do it in Spanish. People would love that. We should also do a, a spaces on a on a Spanish account. I see Nena is in the house. Uh, Nena is my co-host because we are running the Cosmos Español uh, Twitter Spaces. So we should do one. Hagámoslo pues. Let's do it. <laughs> but uh, I got to run now. But I think okay. uh, you're, uh, you're in good hands with Yuri, uh, Jack and Fiddy. And if anybody else wants to join, um, I have a meeting at the conference venue now. Um, but it's absolutely sick. Like we have so many things. It's crazy. Uh, so you're just giving looking... me more and more FOMO. Like, I, that's, like... that's my goal. That's why I stayed God. longer. 
damn it on to make more fomo for you yeah it's, it's, it yeah. can't happen without you just come I, in for like three days just like uh, wednesday and then, uh, and then you have a lot of things you have a kid i know oh wait are, are you are you really gonna miss it I, I am really gonna miss it. I got a bunch of strange love ends going though, so uh, okay. strange love will be there. Um, yeah, Fetty, we should chat about some of that IBC stuff. Maybe we can help out. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off. But yeah, it was good good hearing you. Bye, Jack, and, yeah, you too, man. Off. See you soon, Cito. See you. Oh, so uh, what what are the big Ebos features coming out, Fetty? Yeah, I mean, I, I talk, I, talk I, about that IBC thing. What, what is is that like? Middleware. Middleware. Yeah. Is it is it hooks? Uh, no, no. It's just it's just an IBC middleware. I mean, we have already the functionality for manually converting ERC twenties. Um, yeah. So, or like ERC twenties to Cosmos formatted assets, like the Cosmos version of like Cosmos coins. As you yeah. would call them, um, but we saw that a lot of people weren't actually like, like I, I think like to ease the process of like in, yeah using fewer, the, all the fewer assets, transactions so, like, an automatic conversion would be better for like the applications as well, and so like we decided to like okay, um, let's add that functionality. Yeah, that that that's cool. Working on some stuff anyway. Uh, we should catch up soon. Um, I, I, I too have to jump. I got to go talk e to like clients um, oh, with the electric folks. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll catch you soon. Happy merge day, everybody. Happy merge day. Yeah, thank you, Jake, for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Perfect. And uh, Philip, because um, there was actually one question I really uh, wanted to ask you. Um, so. Um, I mean, um, the Ethereum ecosystem and the Ethmos ecosystem, I think they have like a, a very close um, history of each other. And um, I think if you realize what was going on on Ethereum like one or two years ago, you can kind of make a comparison where also the journey for Ethmos uh, might had. And um, one very interesting topic that really kicked off in late 2021 on Ethereum was MEV. Um, we have seen a lot of impact yep. of um, MEV uh, in Ethereum. Um, maybe this will change somehow a little bit um, due to the merge. But um, like MEV on FMOS, maybe could you give us like uh, some background here? Have you seen some? Uh, do you have like some some statistics? How much value was uh, was in, tot in total extracted from blocks on on FMOS? And uh, where do you think the journey is heading? Uh I'm not sure if there's like actually someone measuring that information right now. Um, so for context, the um, how Tendermint works right now, Tendermint is like the consensus engine um, on which validators decide which transactions are they going to include next. Um, so Tendermint, the consensus engine, doesn't support the um, that doesn't support like prioritized transaction in a way that is like, oh, if you uh, provide a higher fee, your, your transaction is going to be executed first. That functionality is going to be added, I think, in the next version of uh, the Cosmos SDK. So uh, unless the validator itself is sort of saying a private, um, like a an API to access their mempool, where which is where the transactions initially get pulled and then selected, and and 
pulled into like a block. Uh, I'm not sure like if that is supported at the moment. The but after after the the this new Cosmos and Tendermint update, it will be possible to to do a more general MEV as the one that we see on Ethereum. Um, so I see that I foresee that in the future there will be like uh, some MEV um, that could be potentially extracted on Evmos as well. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. And I mean, wherever liquidity is, there's also some MEV to take advantage of. Um, but now, maybe to bring this a little bit more into um, perspective, the reason I also ask is uh, because, like, you see all the memes uh, on Twitter. Um, like, people are very excited about the high staking rewards on Ethmos nowadays, which also has to do with the high inflation that is being take right now. That is being taking place right now. Um, but at some point, the inflation will also um, decrease, um, and then also the staking APRs will be like very, very low at um, at some point. Uh, could you imagine that, let's say, validators opt into protocols like Skip or MetaMetaTech, just in a, as an example, um, and that they share a cut of the MEV that is generated on FMOS with their right. fellow stakers? Is this right. something uh, you would look at? Yeah, so there are like multiple MEV solutions that are being developed. Um, they're mostly in early stages at the moment. Um, I think in the future that could be like a feasible option also for for all these validators. Um, the main thing that we want to ensure is that from from a protocol point of view is that there is like alignment on the three types of users that we have. Uh, we have the validators on, on one side that are the ones that are producing all the, the blocks, selecting the transactions and then packing them in blocks. Then we have the um, developers that are developing these amazing applications that the end users are interacting with. And so our idea, for all of them is to be incentive aligned through, for example, staking, uh, user incentives, and also uh, sharing the, the fees. And specifically for validators, MEV is an option um, together with staking and also transaction fees. And for developers, one thing that I'm really excited about uh, that we are gonna be launching um, I think in five days is already live on testnet, but is uh, it's called like developer revenue. And so how this developer revenue works is that every time that a user interacts with an application, um, you need to pay for a transaction fees. And 50% of those transaction fees are now going to be um, distributed um, equally. So 50-50 between like the developers that are developing these applications and the and the validators that are producing the blocks. So this way, um, we are ensuring that all these developers can get uh, revenue from day one uh, by just deploying their applications on Edmonds. They don't need to wait for like um, a grants program to be like um, uh, to fi to be finalized and, and like review an application, etc. And and the cool thing about this re developer revenue that we're um, enabling right now is that the uh, it grows with the usage. So like the more users your application has, the more the more developer revenue your your um, the more revenue your your project will get. 
So it's it's linearly increasing with the amount of um, and grows in direct relation with the amount of users that the application has. That's really cool. Um, and you mentioned uh, some things that you are uh, working on right now. Um, so what would be like super interesting because as we are moving closer to, to Cosmoverse, so could you give us like maybe a broad overview of uh, your roadmap right now? So what is about to launch? What is around the corner? Maybe you can give us some alpha here and there. That would be uh, very appreciated. Yeah, so the developer revenue is live on the test center right now, and it's going to be live on mainnet, I think in about five days or so, uh, so right before Cosmoverse. And then what we're prioritizing is these uh, automatic conversion for the um, Cosmos tokens into ERC-20. So, for example, that you don't need to manually convert them anymore, and you can start using them out. Um automatically on the Cosmos EVM, uh, sorry, on the Atmos EVM. And uh, the other thing that we're going to be working heavily is also liquid staking to ensure that we have the maximum level of security for for the chain itself, the, that there's more Atmos staked and providing security to the chain. And there's additional uh, liquidity that can be used for um for all the applications that have been deployed on the on on the EVM. So it's a win-win situation in that regard because then like uh there's an a new use case for for all the um for all the EVOS tokens um that the users might have. Yeah, very pumped um, about liquid staking, actually. And uh, yeah, also at Cosmos, we'll have so many different liquid staking solutions around. So I think uh, this will be like one of the major topics um, of uh, this year. Um, but before I open the room for questions, so guys, if you have any questions, um, please send me a speaking request and um, then I will let you off the stage and you can ask any FMOS related questions directly to Fede. Um, but yeah, Federico, before we do that, um, so this year we are going to Medellin. You were in Lisbon last year already. Um, so yeah, what were your thoughts um, about the new location of Medellin? And have you actually ever been to Colombia before? No, this is this is my first time going to to Colombia. I'm really excited to, to be there and be with the Latin American community as well um so really really excited to to finally listen to some reggaeton again uh so many years in in europe <laughs> so uh yeah um really excited really excited for the conference as well um i was last year in in the uh the, the one that was organized in lisbon and i think like hands down was the biggest event uh in 2021 and uh for cosmos so really looking forward for for this year's event yeah nice and we are looking forward um to have you on the ground as well um but yeah um because you have like a very special connection to the south american continent so what is so how do you observe for example the developer market in south america generally how do you observe the adoption of uh, cryptocurrencies uh, in South America? Um, so maybe you could give us an input here as well. Yeah, I mean, 
I would say like Argentina or Argentina is still one of the the largest uh, crypto communities, maybe not only developers, but crypto in general, um, together with Venezuela. And there's a lot in, there's a lot of uh, interest as well in Colombia. Uh, Colombia is one of the, the ones that don't know, is one also of the biggest startup hubs in, in Latin America. Uh, there are like many unicorns that have been uh, first founded in Colombia and then expanded to Mexico and other Another countries in, in in Latin America and then made it to the U- United States. So really excited for any any new entrepreneurs that may want to deploy their applications on on Evans as well. Very well said. And um, to wrap this up, so um, you are like heavily involved this year once again. So what can people look forward to? So Cito mentioned in the beginning, you will host some workshops. Um, so yeah, maybe you can talk a little bit about what you guys are planning to do. Maybe you can also share some thoughts on your keynote already. Is there something prepared? Uh, would be cool to have an insight. Yeah. So um, I guess uh, the keynote itself will be will be talking a little bit more about like what's next. I mean, kind of like doing a recap of of this year and also um given some ideas of what we're going to do for the rest of uh this year and early next year in terms of priorities um some of the things that i already mentioned um here by going a little bit deeper and with with nice diagrams and whatever uh and then we're also hosting um we're also hosting a a workshop uh more it's it's going to be more of a getting started with Avmos so that users will be able to like um, learn how to stake, interact, interact with the dashboard, but also if they're like developers, they will be able to um, interact directly with, uh, with the EVM, uh, play around with the testnet, et cetera. Nice. And um, yeah, we are very looking forward to, um, to meet you on the ground. And this year, we also have something new with the workshop. So. Yeah, very keen to find out um, what this will look like at the end of the day. You never know this when starting planning it. But um, Bede, if you have like some more time, um, I think we have like a question here from Luis Kra. Yep. Uh, so um, if you mute yourself and ask a question. Hi, Fede and team. Uh, basically, I wanted to ask about the decision-making process for the recent uh, delegation from the foundations. There seems to be a lot of questions from the community and I'd like to know more about that. Basically the process to take those decisions, choosing the validators. Yeah. So, why the amount, which seems pretty big for each validator. Yeah. So we have, so some of the criteria, what we were looking for is, um, Validators were maintaining like archive nodes, highly available public RPC network uh, nodes for the rest of the community and developers, Explorer, EVM support, um, the ones that were running relayers or were also participating in, in early early stages of the network. Um, then there's like core contributions, external contributions and uh, community support, um, incident support, especially for the 
time that we had their relaunch and like some of the security vulnerabilities that we um, that help us to coordinate not only in terms of the security vulnerability itself, but also with the coordination with the rest of the ambassadors. Um, and then there's like more concrete metrics like uh, governance participation, uptime, how active they are on Discord, helping other folks, etc. And yeah, uh, we for the for the specifics about the amounts and and, and all that will be uh, publishing uh, um, like a, a blog post with all the details about that uh, soon. I just wanted to wanted to get the fund, the foundation delegations earlier, so that um, so that we don't have uh, like because people have been waiting for quite some time. So. Yeah, got it, got it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I think the community mainly wants transparency from that for the decision process, and if you could get that on the blog post to explain it to everyone, it would be great. Yeah, there's a there's a um call today in like i think two or three hours uh i need to check my calendar but uh where we talk about governance i'm not sure if that is going to be brought up but um the folks from from the community will be able to ask some questions maybe that regarding that or or other topics thanks perfect um and yeah uh Fede, we have time for one more question and here is one more question from uh, Yoon, so if you could unmute yourself uh, and ask your question. Hey guys, um, I just have a question on Build a Block Workshop, the validator. Uh, I know in Discord you guys were going to mention about uh, any details on that. I was just following up if there's more news. Thank you. Um, why are you asking about that particular validator? I haven't been following the discussion. Um, Mostly on GitHub these days and trying to, or like, I guess, yeah, what's, uh, well, it's just that the, on, on Discord, there was a lot of talk on, uh, the build a block validator because it, it, they just came out of nowhere. And I guess a lot uh, of the mods didn't know where they came from. And there was like a confusion about foundation delegations, uh, to yeah, build a block. So I just right, want clarity. That's, that's all. Yeah, that's not a that's not part of the foundation delegation, um, and we'll be like giving an announcement regarding like the that particular event um, soon, probably. It's oh. it's being in the work, but oh, okay, thanks. Just wanted to know. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay, um, I think we have time for. One last more, uh, bro and bro. Um, I give you the permission to speak now. But yeah, I think he has some problems connecting. Uh, but yeah, this will be the the last question. And um, yeah, uh, if we could please avoid questions about um, specific validators, it would be cool. Um, but um, yeah, I think bro and bro has some struggles to connect let's wait another minute yeah i think it didn't work um but yeah whatever um on this note <laughs> uh federico thank you thank you so much for uh, for attending and uh thank you yeah. for answering all of our questions and the question questions from the community so yeah, yeah uh i guess we'd love to we'd love to do another 
one with the Spanish community as well. Um, I know that there are a lot of Spanish-speaking people that would love to know more about um, Evmos and Cosmos in general. Like, so happy to also serve as a bridge between the two communities. Hundred percent, and I also see Nina in the crowd uh, throwing hearts. Um, I think she would be definitely down for this as well. Um, my Spanish is, let's say, not that advanced enough to talk about a technical topic on a Twitter space. Uh, but yeah, happy to catch up in in, in Medellin. Uh, with that said, once again, thank you so much, and yeah, I see you in Medellin. Bye, Ron. Thank you so much. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was What's Going On at Evmos, hosted by Cosmoverse, chatting with Federico.Evmos. Recorded on Thursday, September 15th, 2022. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo, I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio. Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back, doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack not everybody's always in it for the money looking like another crooked sunday and i'm working monday so you know i ain't stressing left debating great methods amazed to play inception the base stay blessed see even with these huge sums of overall royalties huge sums of money that go to the record label per playback can seem insultingly small many rights holders are making around three quarters of a cent listens to one of their tracks leaving only some portion of that for the actual how to turn a profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the eighth dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog like a fake mate and call at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it. it's what i'm willing to go through when i'm making my music